Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 92 of The Informed Catholic, and we're going to do the readings for Tuesday, the fifth week of Lent. The fifth week of Lent. Okay, so if you like what I do and you think I'm doing a good job, please subscribe and share. Now, please join me in the prayer the act of contrition, asking the Lord to forgive us of all our sins. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us all our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, Guardian of the Holy Church, Protector of the Family and Terror of Demons, pray for us. Saint Peter, the Apostle, pray for us. St. Paul, the Apostle, pray for us. St. John, the Apostle, pray for us. St. Mary Magdalene, pray for us. St. Athanasius, pray for us. St. Ambrose, pray for us. St. Augustine, pray for us. St. Monica, pray for us. St. Jerome, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. And St. Thomas More, pray for us. St. John Fisher, pray for us. St. Francis of Assisi, pray for us. And St. Michael the Archangel, defend us from evil and pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, I hope I got everybody there. <laughs> Uh, those were usually my favorite saints. Um, and there's more. They're not just the only ones, but they're the ones I, I've gotten to know and respect and love because of their, uh, their, their way of life and their virtues and the important things they focused on. Francis of Assisi, because I've always been more attracted of his deep romantic love for God. Um, Saint uh, Athanasius, because of... The, the Nessene Creed, uh, standing up against Arius, standing up against heresy. Uh, Ambrose, uh, because of, again, the same thing. He had a deep love for God. He was one of the bishops who really, um, a, you know, he was deep um, part of the Christian community in Rome and he stood up for the faith during, you know, a very difficult time. And he had an influence. That's another thing I loved. He had influence on St. Augustine. And he had a he made a beautiful, deep impression on Monica. And Monica made a deep impression on him. 
And uh, St. Jerome, because of his love for scripture and his love, desire to seek the truth, and he learned, he studied, and he went to be close to the Lord in Bethlehem. He showed a very deep devotion and love for the incarnation, the fact that God was so willing to become human, to become one of us, to take flesh. Um, St. Thomas Aquinas, because of the knowledge of God, to know about God, to understand who God is and what God is not, and to, to, to help people, to help the world get to know what what the faith is, who God is, and what God is not, what is what is true and what is not true. Those things are very important because we live in a very confusing time. These, they speak to me. Um, Augustine, because of his the, what he struggled with, and I think he's very important, very relevant in times that we live in because we live in a time where so entrenched in 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 sensuality. Okay, I gotta fix that. Um, you know, again, uh, with the sensuality that's around us. And I think that's dangerous. It's seriously dangerous. It's dangerous to our, 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 our souls, because many souls, as our lady of Fatima said, will go to hell because of, of, of sexual immorality. And I think that's very important. All right. So Tuesday, fifth week of Lent, uh, entrance antiphon, Psalm 27, Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Be stout-hearted and wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Be stout-hearted. That I, I love that. That because often sometimes we get very impatient because our prayers are not answered. We think that God is maybe not going to answer our prayer. But the truth is, there is an appointed time. It is according to His time, not our timeline. And that's very important. God has a time. And a lot of times I really believe the reason why he doesn't answer our prayers, not because he doesn't think we deserve it. I've come to the conclusion that I think because he's humbling us, he wants us to pray harder. He wants us to pray out of love. And he wants our prayers to become sincere and true. Because a lot of times I don't think we have real sincerity in our heart. I know some of you will probably get angry about that, but I'm very, very serious about it. A lot of times I think is that we have not yet truly loved as we truly need to love. And I think a lot of times we need to be more sincere in our prayers. And he wants that. He wants, he wants really the fruit of love to show in our prayer and to show for our neighbor. I'm struggling with my neighbor. Okay, let's go on to... Uh, the first reading. Okay. The first reading is from the book of Numbers, chapter 21, verse 4 to 9. Whoever looks at the bronze serpent shall live. Mm, this is going to be a very good one. A reading from the book of Numbers. From, from Mount Hor, the children of Israel set out on the Red, on the Red Sea Road to bypass the land of Edom. But... With their patience worn out by the journey, the people complained against God and Moses. Why have you brought us up from Egypt to die in the desert where there is no food or water? We are disgusted with this wretched food. In punishment, the Lord sent among the people seraph, 
seraph serpents, seraph serpents, which bit the people so that many of them died. Then the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned in complaining against the Lord and you. Pray the Lord to take the serpents away from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make a seraph and mount it on a pole. And whoever looks at it, at it after being bitten will live. Moses accordingly made a bronze serpent and mounted it on a pole. Whenever anyone who had been bitten by a serpent looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One more time. A reading from the book of Numbers 21, verse 49. Whoever looks at the bronze serpent shall live. From Mount Hor, the children of Israel set out on the Red Sea Road to bypass the land of Adam. But with their patience worn out by the journey, the people complain against God and Moses. Why have you brought us up from Egypt to die in this desert where there is no food or water? We are disgusted with, the, with this wretched food. In punishment, the Lord sent among the people Saraph serpents, which bit the people so that many of them died. Then the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned in complaining against the Lord and you. Pray the Lord to take the serpents away from us. So Moses prayed for the people, and the Lord said to Moses, Make a seraph and mount it on a pole. Whoever looks at it after being bitten will live. Moses accordingly made a bronze serpent and mounted it on a pole. And whenever anyone who had been bitten by a serpent looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, so um, this is going to be very interesting. I'm going to take a guess that we're going to see, obviously, a close comparisons. Now, um, I'm looking at it now. It's not going to be the one with Nicodemus. We know when the Lord Jesus said, just as Moses lifted up the serpent, the bronze serpent on the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Now, what happened was the people complain about the food. We are disgusted with the wretched food. The wretched food is obviously, uh, they're talking about maybe the manna. They complained about the manna. And they also probably complained about the quails that God gave them. Um, remember, they complained. God took care of them. He always took care of them. And the problem, and I guess they just don't understand why were they wandering? Because they needed to be humbled. They needed to be humbled and they needed to be, they, God wanted to bring out the best out of them. He wanted to make them into a people that fully trusted in him. And obviously God also foreknew that they were going to be wretched. They were going to complain and they were going to whine and complain and everything that they, they took everything for granted. They took the, the, the deliverance God entered human history at that time. It was a picture of the incarnation. God is with us. That's what the word Emmanuel means. God is with us. And they took his gifts, his love, that what he did for them, taking them out of the land of uh, of Egypt, delivering them from Pharaoh, 
a form of antichrist, a form of oppression, delivering them from Egypt, a form of oppression of sin, being captive and slave to sin. But they were yet, that was a picture of it. But the picture of the real sin was the sin of the heart. Not the statues, that's one thing. But the sin of the heart, the sin of, uh, of themselves uh, being slaves and wanting to be slaves um, to their passions, their lusts, their greed, their, um, their own dark, sinful hearts. They were slaves to that, but they, didn't, they don't comprehend it. They fail to comprehend these things. And so God ordered Moses to make a bronze serpent loaded on a pole that was in the form of a cross, and as they looked upon, looked upon it, just as by faith we look to Jesus Christ, they will trust they can trust God in what God told Moses. Remember, he told Moses to make a bronze serpent. It looked paganistic, it looked like a pagan idol, it looked like a contradictory, but God doesn't contradict himself. The serpent was also a picture of going back to Eden, between Eve. And the serpent represented, because that's its sin sneaking into the heart, the darkness, the devil sneaking to our hearts and seducing us. And they dare, he made them grumble and complain against God. Whoever looked upon it, and if he trusted God, was really sincere and repented of their sins, will live. Okay, let's move on to uh, Psalm 102. Okay, Psalm 102, and the response is, O Lord, hear my prayer, let my cry come to you. O Lord, hear my prayer, let my cry come to you. O Lord, hear my prayer, and let my cry come to you. Hide not your face from me in the day of my distress. Incline your ear to me in the day when I call. Answer me speedily. O Lord, hear my prayer. Let my cry come to you. O Lord, hear my prayer, and let my cry come to you. The nations shall revere your name, O Lord, and all the kings of the earth your glory. When the Lord has rebuilt Zion and appeared in his glory, when he has regarded the prayer of the destitute and not despised their prayer, O Lord, hear my prayer, and let my cry come to you. Let this be written for the generation to come and let his future creature, uh, creatures praise the Lord. The Lord looked down from his holy height. From heaven he beheld the earth to hear the groaning of the prisoners, to release those doomed to die. O Lord, hear my prayer and let my cry come to you. O Lord, hear my prayer and let my cry come to you. Okay, one more time. O Lord, hear my prayer and let my cry come to you. O Lord, hear my prayer and let my cry come to you. Hide not your face from me in the day of my distress. Incline your ear to me in the, in the day when I call. Answer me speedily. O Lord, hear my prayer and let my cry come to you. The nations shall revere your name, O Lord, and all the, thing, all the kings of the earth and your glory. When the Lord has rebuilt Zion and appeared in his glory, when he had regarded the prayer of the destitute and not despised their prayer, O Lord, hear my prayer and let my cry come to you. Let this be written for the generation to come 
and let his future creatures praise the Lord. The Lord looked down from his, his holy height. From heaven he built the earth to hear the groaning of the prisoners, to release those doomed to die. O Lord, let, O Lord, hear my prayer and let my cry come to you. Amen. Okay, now we're going to read uh, from the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 8, verse 21 to 30. This is probably the most important part of the whole Gospel as what Jesus says. Listen carefully to the words that I'm about to read. Jesus makes it quite clear to the Pharisees. So, the verse before the Gospel, the seed is the word of God, Christ is the sower. All who come to him will live forever. The seed is the word of God. Christ is the sower. All who come to him will live forever. Okay, that was the verse before the gospel. And now the gospel. When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he. When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 8, verse 21 to 30. Jesus said to the Pharisees, I am going away, and you will look for me, but you will die in your sins. Where I am going, you cannot come. So the Jews said, He's not going to kill himself, is he? Because he said, Where I am going, you cannot come. He said to them, You belong to what is below. I belong to what is above. You belong to this world, but I do not belong to this world. That is why I told you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am, you will die in your sins. So they said to him, Who are you? Jesus said to them, What I told you from the beginning. I have much to say about you in condemnation, but the one who sent me is true. And when I heard from him, I tell the world. They did not realize that he was speaking to them of the Father. So Jesus said to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will realize that I am and that I do nothing on my own. But I say only what the Father taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone because I always do what is pleasing to him. Because he spoke this way, many came to believe in him. The gospel of the Lord praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm going to read it again. Okay. The seed is the word of God. Christ is the sower. All who come to him will live forever. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 8, verse 21 to 30. When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he. Jesus said to the Pharisees, I am going away, and you will look for me, but you will die in your sins. Where I am going, you cannot come. So the Jews said, He's not going to kill himself, is he? Because he said, Where I am going, you cannot come. 
He said to them, You belong to what is below. I belong to what is above. You belong to this world, but I do not belong to this world. That is why I told you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am, you will die in your sins. So they said to him, Who are you? Jesus said to them, What I told you from the beginning. I have much to say about you in condemnation, but the one who sent me is true. And what I heard from him, I tell the world. They did not realize that he was speaking to them of the Father. So Jesus said to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will realize that I am, and that I do nothing on my own, but I say only what the Father taught me. The one who sent me is what is with me. He has not left me alone because I always do what is pleasing to him. Because he spoke this way, many came to believe in him. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. So the topology is there. Okay. Uh, the serpent. We already read in the book of Numbers. We, uh, we saw how they complained they they practically cursed god back in his face they they um amazingly they um they they themselves um they were disgusted with the with the food they called it wretched food they wanted they uh, i guess they they just didn't understand i mean think about it everything that happened to them they took for granted Water was provided for them. Shade was provi provided for them. The food, the manna was provided for them. Um, quail, even quail was provided for them. They were taken care of. They were watched over. Even when water, when they came to a uh, uh, water and they, the water was was not good, was bitter or something, they uh, the water was made sweet with some rod that was cut and or branch that touched the water, a branch um, symbolizing, I guess you can say the, the love of God, uh, the, the virtues of God, the, the, the providence of God, the water, it touched the tree, the tree of life, uh, God himself, who is the, the source of their life, touched the water with a branch and it was made sweet. It was made good for them so they can they can drink it, so they can be refreshed. It was a way of, of showing that God takes care of his people. He will provide for them. But because they were hardened of heart, they were stiff-necked people, they the wandering in the desert was the way to humble them, kind of like you can say an uh, act of uh, penance, so that they the better part of their of, of their faith of their humanity the true image of god can come out it was suppressed and held on by sin and so god sent serpents fiery serpents that bit them the serpents a reminder of sin of the fall in the book of genesis then god they begged they repented and god told moses make a bronze serpent now, why? Why a bronze serpent? Well, this is way I guess God is showing. Uh, honestly, this is how I understand it. It's not. 
I'm remember, I'm not a theologian, I'm not a priest, I'm a lay person. And I, I'm like you, I go to mass, I want to understand the word of God better. This is basically, I guess you can say, confronting their addiction to paganism. Their images is not the problem. God created all things. And man has an artistic nature to create. But his artistic nature, as I understand it, can be perverted. Trust me, I know. I've been around art all my life. I've seen art perverted. And we, we see art every day around us perverted. There's nothing wrong with our mythologies and our superheroes and our myths. Uh, the problem is, is that we tend to make them substitute our lack of faith in God. So the image itself, later on, he would tell them to make images for their portable temple and for, their te and for the temple in Jerusalem. The bronze serpent is to become a symbol as a reminder of sin. Now, if they were sincere and they repented and repented sincerely, with, a, with, a, with realized themselves what they have become and what their sins have done to them, they will be healed. They will look upon it with faith, not reason, faith. They have to look at it with faith and they have to use their reason to come to conclusions of their failures, of their sinful nature. And therefore, they will be saved. They will be saved. They will, they will, the God will forgive them, pardon them of their sins. Now, later on, we get to, obviously, the, the, the penitent psalm here. Um, we Our dependence on God. Again, this, all the psalms show us our dependence on God. Lord, hear my prayer. Let my cry come to you. Psalm 102. Hide not your face from me in the day of my distress. Incline your ear to me in the day when I call. Answer me speedily. The nations shall revere your name, O Lord, and all the kings of the earth your glory. When the Lord has rebuilt Zion and appeared in his glory, rebuilt Zion, rebuilt rebuild his people, rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a symbol of the church and the temple, eventually the old uh, covenant rituals are going to be replaced with the new, the new, the new Jerusalem, which is be the church of Christ. When the Lord rebuilt Zion and appeared in his glory, I, I look at this as the resurrection, the glory of Christ in the end of time, when he had regarded the prayers of the destitute and not despised their prayer. Let this be written for the generations to come. Let the future gener uh, creatures praise the Lord. Let the let his future creatures praise the Lord, the new, new heavens and new earth. The Lord looked down from his holy height and from heaven he beheld the earth to hear the groaning of the prisoners, to release those doomed to die. Is people finally released from sin, absolved of their sins, and allowed to be a true people of God? Now we get to this part, the gospel. When you have lifted up the Son of Man, you will know that I am He. I am He. I am. The words that God spoke to Moses in the burning bush, I am. Jesus said to the Pharisees, I'm going away and you will look for me, but you will die in your sins. He, he will go away. In other words, he's come to fulfill his mission and he will go away. But those who do not believe in him will die in their sins. Where I'm going, you cannot come. So the Jews said, he's not going to kill himself, is he? Because 
He said, where I am going, you cannot come. He said to them, you belong to what is below. I belong to what is above. Jesus came from the Father and from the Father and to the Father, he will return. He Once he fulfilled his mission, he will return. And to those who he has dispensed grace and salvation, they received it. And to those he didn't, they did not receive. You belong to this world, but I do not belong to this world. That is why I told you, I told you that you will die in your sins for you do not believe that I, and this is capitalized, I am, I am, 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 capitalized. He is, he's, he's, he's admitting that he is one with the father. He's telling us, I come from the father. I am one with the father. I am equal with the father in my divinity. I am, you will die in your sins. If you, he says, he says if, if you do not believe that I am, you will die in your sins. You don't believe in who I am. You don't believe that I am. You will die in your sins. So they said to him, who are you? They're, they're, getting, they're getting very agitated, very desperate. Jesus said to them, what I told you from the beginning, I have much to say about you in condemnation, but the one who sent me is true. And what I heard from him, I tell the world. They did not realize that he was speaking to them of the Father. They just couldn't put it together, or they, they just, they just dismissed it. That he said he couldn't be, can't be serious in their minds. They're probably thinking he can't be serious. It's impossible. No one, no one thinks this way. No one talks this way. It's impossible. Um, and he said it to them. Um, he's speaking of the Father. So Jesus said to them, when you lift up the Son of Man, now Son of Man, Son is capitalized, Man is capitalized, then you will realize that I am. Again, he says it, I am. And that I do nothing on my own, but I say only what the Father taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone because I always do what is pleasing to him because he spoke this way. Many came to believe in him. No one spoke this way. When he made it quite, right, quite clear, I think we're going to hear it in in probably the next um, episode where he finally says, I am the father and one of the same. Before Abraham was, I am one of those. It's going to, it's, it's, it's getting close to the height of the drama. They just could not comprehend it. Let me make it quite clear. Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, is God. He is our Savior. He is God. There is no one else. Jesus is Lord. Skip all this all this stuff which you're hearing from people that he's not God. Islam is wrong when they claim that he is not God. He is God. Jesus Christ is God. Son of God, God the details don't matter. He is, yes, son of God in the fact that he is a second person to the Trinity in his humanity, but equal to the Father in his divinity. That is all. And people have a difficulty to comprehend that because in this world, no one wants to admit it. Why is Jesus still the one person who is causes such arguments? You mention his name, everybody stands, everybody is still and quiet. No one, no one, no one stands quiet when they hear the name of Muhammad. No one stands quiet when they hear the name of Buddha or Confucius. Not even Joseph Smith. No, but when it comes to Jesus, the world 
is at a standstill. People become uncomfortable. Amazing. I have to tell you, this is a very beautiful one. It's very beautiful because it's quite clear. You should read it. Read it. Again, if you have your missile, take your missile out. It's it's the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 21 to 30. It's a beautiful passage. All right. Okay. We're, gonna, we're moving on. I'll be back tomorrow with Wednesday's readings will be episode 93. I'm trying to keep track of the episodes. I'm, I'm trying to make them ahead of time because I have a very difficult neighbor. And um, I come home from work. I'm exhausted. Uh, I'm trying to um, cut back on my uh, consumption of food for Lent. I'm trying to fast. It's not, it's not easy, but so far it's, um, yeah, I've had some f- shortfalls here and there, but you know, thanks be to God. Uh, actually, this is probably the best Lent because the fact that I actually stuck to this, not to not just the fasting, but more importantly, this, this, uh, what I'm doing here. And people are playing them. You know, I'm trying to release them the evening before at five so they give people time to listen to it so they can keep, they can keep track so I'm trying to do the best I can. So God bless. Well, let's say the, uh, the, the Our Father, Hail Mary, and the Saint Michael. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, folks. Uh, once more, um, just keep reading the scriptures and keep praying. Pray that rosary. And um, again, just... You know, just remain close to Jesus as much as you can. Stay close to him. Um, you know, just keep praying. He will He will draw you close to him. Just keep him in your mind. Keep him in your mind. And, well, I said as much as you can. Keep close to your, keep close to your mind. Jesus will never abandon us. He will always draw us close to him with grace, and he'll never abandon us. But I know it's difficult what I meant by as much as you can, meaning throughout your work day, throughout your day, as you're going through all the difficulties and the struggles, especially still with, we're sort of like in this COVID ridiculous nonsense that should have ended a long time ago. And um, if it's possible, I know uh, a lot of us, some people work on the weekends and, you know, it's difficult with our jobs but if it's possible, uh, go to Mass. Go to Mass. Uh, attend 
mass if you can, uh, if it's possible. I know uh, some people or situations are different. I've I know I've had my situation where I had to work on weekends, and it was very difficult to attend mass on Sundays. And I for a long time I lamented, and lo and behold, now I have Sunday Monday off, and uh, you know you know it's again. It's still a struggle, but now it's it's a lot easier. God does reward us eventually. Um, and I'm telling you right now, don't give up. Circumstances will change. God will make, God will reward our circumstances, uh, ugh, circumstances, excuse me. And he will, you know, he will help us. Our patience is what's important. A lot of times it's because he wants to make us pray more and love more. And tr- trust me on this one, I'm not saying that I, ha- I have become a saint in any, by any means, no. But I have, you know, I have to say that he does answer prayers and he will answer your prayers. So God bless, be well, and we'll be back soon with Wednesday's readings, okay?